You're listening to Recon by the Center for Air Power Studies. Welcome back listeners. You're listening to episode 4 of our Recon series on the theme Review of Global Security Dynamics during the COVID-19 infected year of 2020. We now present to you Air Marshal KK Nohwar, who's previously served as the Vice Chief of Air Force and is currently the Director General at the Center for Air Power Studies. He discusses China's mishandling of the pandemic during the early phase, which precipitated the rapid spread of the virus across the globe and provides crucial insights into its changed thinking which has dominated its aggressive foreign policy postures this year. As the year draws to a close, 2020 will go down in history as the year when international air travel all but stopped. Most airlines shut their operations as countries were forced to get into a lockdown mode due to the uncontrolled spread of the novel coronavirus. On 28th January, President Xi Jinping committed to the Director General of the World Health Organization at Beijing, and I quote, "We will take serious measures at the epicenter, at the source, in order to protect our people and also to prevent the spread of the virus to other countries. We have the, uh, the obligation to do that, and that's what we will do." Unquote. By saying this, while president xi appears to have admitted that the virus did actually have its origin in china did he even attempt to follow through on his commitment that he would try his best to prevent the spread of the virus from china to other countries while he stopped all domestic air travel within the country with the effect from 20th january to prevent the spread of the virus strangely there was no embargo on international air travel With the Chinese New Year on 25th January 2020, there was a scramble of tourists who were permitted to leave for international destinations. This continued till March. Can this in any way be regarded as walking the talk? We all are aware that the best and the fastest way to travel from one country to another is by air. Unfortunately, it is also the fastest way to ensure the spread of the virus. and that is exactly what happened economies collapsed as the virus spread worldwide at an astonishing speed propelled by those traveling to china in the month of january and to a large extent by tourists from china visiting countries around the world till march when after announcement of covid-19 as a pandemic by the who several countries initiated lockdowns and banned both domestic and international air travel by then however the damage had been done as we near the end of the year over 1.7 million people have already lost their lives worldwide and we face the prospect of a second more deadly wave with world economies in a state of collapse while the chinese economy had begun showing signs of recovery China turned its gaze on its immediate neighborhood to settle the unfinished agenda of attempting to reclaim lost territories. Shows a lack of ethics here. One does not hit a man when he is down and out. Countries were battling the pandemic. But have the Chinese read such rule books? I doubt it. For them, national interests are supreme and have primacy. 
The first stop was therefore Taiwan. Bolstered by the fact that the US Navy's aircraft carriers in the region had been declared temporarily non-operational due to the COVID-19, the Chinese conducted live firing and other drills in the Sea of Bohai to, rep to replicate island seizure. However, the US Navy, in a show of solidarity to Taiwan, sailed its most modern Arleigh Burke-class destroyer into the Taiwan Strait, besides clearing the sale of 66 F-16s to Taiwan. The Chinese were rattled, for sure, but that did not stop them from going ahead with part two. This was the Ladakh sector of India. After a clash with Indian troops on the north bank of the Pengongso in early May, the PLA shattered the peace and tranquility that had existed along the LAC for 45 years, when on 15 June, their troops savagely attacked an Indian patrol party with clubs that had barbed wire and nails embedded in them. Twenty Indian bravehearts were martyred in this clash in the Galwan Valley. In the aftermath of this action, Indian soldiers responded fiercely and killed many more PLA soldiers. Details of casualties on their side have not been disclosed by China. While the standoff continued in Ladakh, Special Frontier Force troops, the Vikas Battalion, carried out a preemptive action on the south bank of the Pengongso on the night of 29th, 30th August to occupy strategic heights in the Kailash range opposite Chishul before the Chinese could reach there. Chinese garrisons in the region have been rendered extremely vulnerable by this Indian action. It must have been a huge embarrassment for the PLA to be outsmarted by this preemptive Indian action. Post the action of 29 30th August, infrastructure development by the PLA in the region has picked up at a feverish pace. Roads are being widened and kacha roads are being metalled. In the Eastern Theatre, reports indicate that underground shelters for aircraft are being prepared at Konkazong Airfield near Lahasa and at Bangda Airfield opposite the Arunachal sector. Therefore, it would be naive for us to rest on our laurels. The Chinese appear to have lost face by the actions of the, on the south bank of the Pengongso. A riposte from the Chinese is a certainty, if not in the Ladakh sector, then surely in the east. We need to be prepared.